0: Jeremiah chapter 29 and verses eleven to fourteen for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. you will seek me and and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile.
1: Amen. Thank you. So God says through Jeremiah to the people then, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. But maybe that's a message to uh, us as well. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. It was important for the people then, hopefully it's important to us now, hope for the future. It shows that willingness of God to bring that and I think on this occasion with the baptism of Scarlet, I think that, that Carol has brought that hope to Scarlet but also I know that in the congregation today we've got a number of foster parents or adoptive parents and uh, who are trying to bring hope for children in, in difficult situations. I hope this is a verse for you. You're following God's plans. But if I could also broaden it, that each one of us needs to be rescued from uh, difficult times. We may or may not recognize it. We may think, well, we're okay. But in actual fact, God wants to bring us. God wants to rescue us from perhaps those difficulties in our lives, perhaps difficult areas in our lives where we're not. We know we're not following God's way. And he wants to rescue and bring us hope. And it says in verse 13, you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, well, maybe today, maybe this Christmas time, we'll all be able to just seek the Lord and find him. If you'd like to turn around and look up there, you'll see a big banner of hope. And how good it is that Anne's here this morning. Anne, do you remember doing that? And we we were down here, weren't you, with a group of people from the community in 2008, uh, we did a, uh, a thing for Hope 08, and we tried to bring hope to the, to the community here and throughout Warrington. We had lots of events, and lots of people were involved. The Hope is back, although it ended in 2008. It's now back leading up to 2014, and there's a prayer meeting to, to, uh, to begin that. In January, January the the 15th at um, St John's Church, it'll be in the the link uh, later, where churches uh, and people are invited to come and pray for our town. And following from HOPE08, lots of great things happened. On Wednesday, I'm going to a, a meeting of the East Area Board as a faith representative. That was a direct result of that initiative, that now these boards have a faith representative. It's also just raised the profile of, of what we can do, and uh, a little while away, um, uh, we were involved in, uh, in building the, the, the new homeless centre in Warrington. We would just rejoice that that's still going now. Let's rejoice that God wants to bring hope, and we can be part of that. Let's hear our second reading now. Derek, would you like to come out? At the uh, next week's carol service, we'll be having this reading. It's one of the, we'll be having um, uh, readings and carols. But so often we don't have a chance to uh, just look and see what it, it says. So I'll, I've got this for today. Just the opening words need to be explained. It talks about, in the beginning was the word. Just substitute Jesus in your mind for the word and you won't be far off i'm not going to go into the explanation of what the word was thank you derek
0: the reading comes from uh, john's gospel chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 in the beginning in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was with god in the beginning through him all things were made Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
1: One of the great Christmas readings, and I'd encourage you in this Advent time to read the Christmas readings. Read, get hold of a Bible and um, if you've not got a Bible you can go online or we can give you a Bible and, um, and just, uh, just read through the Christmas story and just uh, soak in this great message. But just to explain this a little. So the first part of the reading was that Jesus was there from the beginning. God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit was involved in the world for in creation. But then he came to earth as a baby, the incarnation which we'll be celebrating at Christmas. He came to bring light in him was life, and that life was a light of men. But it says that the darkness didn't understand it. So often we fail to understand the coming of the light. We'll use this time of Advent to understand more. There's a great thing that Premier Radio are doing about following the Jesus story through Twitter and Facebook, look it up, just Google Premier Radio and you'll find it. And then the key verse that I want to share today. Yet to all who received him, because just before that he says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Jesus came, but some didn't receive him, just like today, some don't. But to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So you can become, we can become children of God. A new family. That sounds a bit like adoption to me. Let me read it again. Yet to all who received him... To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We all have the opportunity to become adopted into his family. What a great privilege and what a great honour that! Born again born afresh into the new family God's family God chooses we can accept in Ephesians 1 verse 5 it says in love he predestined us to be adopted as his children through Jesus Christ that we can be adopted into God's family I was adopted when I was 11 years old Now, I need to make it clear that I uh, was uh, living with my birth parents at the time, but I was adopted when I was 11. I didn't quite realize it at the time until I was 17. And then I was really adopted. Then I accepted that adoption. I'll stop talking in riddles if you haven't worked it out. I wasn't adopted physically, um, uh, I, uh, my birth parents uh, um, uh, brought me up, but I was adopted spiritually. When I was 11, God got a hold of me and just led me into prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, and I, I had a relationship of sorts with him. He adopted me, I think, he chose me at that time. But it wasn't until I was 17 that I said, yes Lord, I want to be born again, I want to be adopted into your family we all need to be adopted into his family human adoption comes out of a need we all have a need we all have a god-shaped hole in us whether we recognize it or not we need to be adopted into his family it's a question who do you belong to Now, that's a difficult question, particularly if you've been adopted. Who do you belong to? Well, you need to be adopted and know that you are a child of God. That is so crucial for all of us. There's a story about this woman who went into a a zoo and it was into the, um, the nocturnal reptile house. She was quite a brave lady because it was very dark in there and all these snakes and spiders and all these nocturnal animals. And she walked in in the darkness and she got her hand down like this. And a child, she felt a child's hand in hers, <coughs> gripping tightly. And she said to the child, who do you belong to? And the child responded, I'm yours until the lights go on. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's a message for some of us. And those that uh, perhaps, uh, I need to be very careful about this, but those who are, I know who are foster parents, perhaps that's a, a good I, image of that. I'm yours until the, the lights come on, until perhaps your situation changes. And maybe at times when we're in difficulty we want to grab hold of someone maybe they're the times when we come to God and say I'm yours hopefully not just for a short term but for a longer term in the Bible adoption physical adoption is quite widespread I don't know if you know and always it's a positive thing there as far as I know no bad examples of adoption in the Bible there's Moses we've already seen the picture of the pop in the uh, peekaboo book Moses was found in the bulrushes and was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and brought up by her and her family and servants Moses one of the greatest characters in the Bible was adopted Samuel, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, was raised by the priest Eli. You may know the Sunday school story, the Bible story about how he woke up and heard God's voice and and all of that. Esther, Queen Esther, her parents died and she was brought up by her uncle. She became one of the most famous women in the Bible. These are all positive stories of adoption, of fostering. Maybe it's stretching a little bit, but Jesus was brought up by his stepfather. <coughs> so let us today not only just celebrate Scarlet's life, but celebrate adoption and those who, uh, who adopt. Let's celebrate fostering and those who foster. It can be at times, I know, talking to Carol can be can be demanding can't it can be difficult can be distressing when uh, you you see the uh, the situation that some of the children have lived in but on behalf of society I I I thank all those who have been or are involved in in that gift of, of giving that hope to those children But also today, I just want to help us all to think of that spiritual adoption, that we all need to be adopted into God's family, to be born again into his family. I'll just end with a couple of stories. (coughs) I read about a child who went to school, a little child went to school and each day she wanted to borrow her mum's locket to wear to go to school. The mum thought that she just liked the locket, but in actual fact, the child was so insecure, felt so worthless, that she didn't believe her mum would come back for her at the end of the day. But she knew if she'd got a locket which was valuable, then her mum would come back. That was such a sad story. But it just illustrates how some people uh, feel inadequate feel uh, worthless and maybe as adults we uh, we hide it a little bit better but God loves that child God loves us God loves everyone another illustration thank you Colin Ben Hooper we'll see his picture there He's dead now, but he was a governor of Tennessee in America. He wrote a book called The Unwanted Boy, because that's how he felt. He didn't know who his father was. He did have a mother, but he got great shame about this, and he just hid away in the playground. He wouldn't go out and play with other children. They made fun of him. Who's your dad? Who do you belong to? And then... He went along to church and uh, he just sort of slipped out. He didn't want to, to be around um, uh, there at, uh, at church until one day a new preacher came who got to the back first. And so he met the boy, and this is from his book, The Unwanted Boy. I looked up and the preacher was looking right at me. Who are you, son? Whose boy are you? I felt the old weight come upon me. It was like a big black cloud. Even the preacher was putting me down, I thought. But as the preacher looked down at me, studying my face, he began a big smile of recognition. "'Wait a minute,' he said. "'I know who you are. I see the family resemblance. "'You are, you are, you are a child of God.'" With that, he slapped me across the back and said, Boy, you've got a great inheritance. Go and claim it. That, Ben Hooper said, was the most important single sentence anyone has ever said to me. And he went on to be the governor of Tennessee. Thank you. Just a final illustration. This is a book. Has anybody read the book? You have, Adam, yes. Nobody's Child by John Robinson, a lad who had a, a bad upbringing, difficult times. But then uh, the Eden Project in Manchester just helped him, met him on the street and helped him, helped him to see he could be a child of God, he was, he was loved and accepted. And this is a book about the hope that that gave him through the Message Trust, part of, uh, part of hope, part of the organisation of hope. He's now written a new book, not Nobody's Child, but Somebody's Child, and just shares about how he came to faith, came to find God, and uh, now he's driving this books bus or has been around the uh, Manchester trying to bring hope to some of the, the kids who are out there. Thank you. And there's the bus that he drives and others drive, part of the Eden Project, part of hope in in Manchester, thank you. And we can all be involved in bringing hope, whether formally in this project or whether informally. Just think what we've been doing this weekend. Friday morning started with a credit union, just trying to help those who just need uh, need that help of that sort of bank. Then there was a giveaway. We've already heard about that. Then we showed the film of the Nativity story, just to give some message about Christmas. Then there's a service here. I hope that this has given hope. Then tonight we'll have the... uh, We'll open up the church for the youth drop-in and we hope that it'll bring hope to some of those kids. And then Elevation. And we hope that that'll bring hope and a message to those. We've got toys, uh, gifts rather, for the homeless which will be given another message of hope and joy. On Saturday we'll be meeting up at the Birchwood Mall singing carols, I hope you can all make it, to bring hope and the Christian message. And that's not perhaps the most important message of hope because each one of you will be at work or at home or in the community on Monday and you can be bringing message of hope. Part of our whole life discipleship That all of our lives can be messages of hope. Messages of bringing that you are a valued child of God of whatever age. Let us worship and let us celebrate that we can know that hope and we can share that hope. Thank you for listening.